secrets from a coach. Thrive and maximise your potential in the evolving workplace. Your weekly podcast with Debbie Green of Wishfish and Laura Thompson of Phenomenal Training. Debs. Laura, you all right? Yeah, I'm great. How are you doing? I'm looking forward to this weekend just to sort of switch off and just take some time. Yeah. You and the rest of the 8.6 billion people around the world, I think. (laughs) That's definitely a message I'm picking up this week. I need a break. Yeah, (sighs) definitely. And also, it feels like this week, people have sort of switched, started to switch off and wind down a bit anyway. It doesn't seem as frantic as it was maybe the week before. Um, And that's been really interesting to see. There's a calmness with some people that I've been speaking to all of this week. Um, and they, yeah, that's been really fascinating to feel the different vibe, the different energy that's going on with people as well. Uh, and as you say, people are just looking forward to this this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been quite um, an interesting um, series of conversations I've had this week. I've been running lots of different kind of team sessions and team workshops oh, yeah. as, as yourself. And you went out and- actually, Law, didn't you? I went out, out. You went out, out. Yeah, I had to sort of stand. (laughs) Stand and deliver. How was that for you? It it, Well, actually, using that as a metaphor, it was a bit wobbly, and there certainly were some wobbles going through my mind. I think even just having the... Um, the drive, you know, where before potentially a three-hour drive, I wouldn't have thought anything of it at all. It would just be one of the many drives I would have done that year. I've not done a three-hour drive for months. So even that was kind of something to get your head around. And it wasn't until I arrived on site, I realised I'd forgotten my clicker. Oh, um, gosh. You know, and it, it, that, would, that would have been as intuitive as taking my makeup bag out. You know, and you realise all these things that I'd forgotten because I'm just not in that habit of packing my bag to leave the house. So that was very interesting because I don't remember the point at which I stopped remembering what I would take. You know, it's almost like the first six months you're yearning for, will I ever use my overnight bag again? (laughs) And then the kind of the last six months thinking, I don't even know where it is. I don't even know where my big handbag is now. (laughs) Oh my God, you better dig that one out, Laura. So you've had to, I I suppose you've had to adjust and adapt then, haven't you, this week? Yeah. I have, and it's not such a hot look carrying all your, um, you know, your, your materials in a plastic bag. <laughs> so uh, I guess... Uh, in that, I love it. Keeping it real, Law. Keeping it real. But n- now I now know that actually as part of that adjustment and adapting, not only is there the mindset, like the safer one we talked before about getting yourself and your people geared up to get out, out again, but there's also the very practical kit that you carry with you as well in terms of the practical stuff as well as all that you know kind of um mindset stuff um what's been an interesting theme this week is um yes i i concur with you there's definitely a shift in energy but there's also i think this sort of look of relief when people feel empowered to have a break and to switch off and and i think as always there's so much value in learning from what do other industries do so i always found it fascinating looking at how emergency services run and operate in, um, you know, crisis scenarios. And if you are um, stood up as a crisis management team, there is a point at which, right, that's the start of us managing this crisis. And then there is a point at which those teams are stood down. So you might have a hot debrief, which is, wow, let's talk about it immediately after the event, and a cold debrief. So a moment in time in one or two weeks where you then pause and reflect as a team to learn from it. And I think what's quite interesting is that for the average office worker, (laughs) we haven't been trained in crisis management 
training and how you might stand up and stand down. And 13 months on to be in that continuous state of alert, it's not a safe way to operate. You wouldn't, you wouldn't operate in that way if you were running as a, a crisis team. So I think there's been something quite, you can see it on people's faces, it's quite liberating to realise we haven't stood down from the COVID crisis. And if we're about to now kind of uh, enter into more different types of work, ad- adapt and adjust, what might we need to end in order to start? So that's been quite an interesting set of conversations this week. Yeah, I bet that has. And I think also, you're right, taking that pause. Um, I, I spoke to somebody earlier today, I was doing some coaching with them. And, you know, they mentioned about grabbing the good So taking that time and grabbing the good and making the most of it and giving yourself permission, I suppose, to pause and um, take that break that you need to do. And it was just, I hadn't heard that before, um, that grabbing the good. Um, And it was quite an interesting one, but you could see that relief, which said, you know, I'm just going to take a break and take that pause and give herself permission to do that. So I think that's something that a lot of people are thinking about is that power of a pause, isn't it, as well? Oh, too right. And your your mantra that when you said it to me however many years ago just really stuck with me. Sometimes you need to slow down to go faster and you're not slowing down to then wind down to a halt and then basically you're retiring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 yeah it, it's it's pausing as an as an active decision. And I think again, transferring from one world to the other, if you were a, a professional athlete, you'd be paid and expected to rest. And in fact, it would be a disciplinary offence if you never rested, because that's part of your keeping your performance tip top. But um, actually, the a typical worker might not have that in their mind. So taking a rest is a sign of weakness, where actually in other industries, that would be a sign of being really sensible <laughs> and looking after your performance levels. Definitely. And I suppose that's that bit that comes down to having boundaries, isn't it, Law, around, you know, what, what, what are your boundaries and, and what's important for you so that you know, if you're finding it, suppose, difficult to switch off, it's, you know, again, it's giving yourself permission to switch off, to create the boundary that you need that's going to help you do what you need to do, that's going to look after you and your own well-being and also those around you. So I think, you know, when we think about taking that break, I think it is about having the boundaries in place that enable you to do what you need to do to just rest and recover as well. Oh, yeah, spot on. And I think there's something very interesting about boundaries where I've, I've been I'm working with a number of teams this week where last March, all hands on deck. So job titles sort of dissolved because there is, well, we've just got to kind of keep our business afloat or keep our service flowing. And so it, it became very fluid and very flexible. That's great. But 13 months on, whoa, those boundaries have potentially completely evaporated and disappeared. So to ramp up again to a different energy and a different type of productivity, then um, actually it's very easy for conflicts or crossovers or inefficiencies to form because not everyone is 100% clear on, well, what's my role now? It used to be this, but what's it now? So I think one of the consequences of that great teamship, all hands on deck, you know, everyone just kind of mucks in, is it can again get a little bit mucky when you're then looking to scale and grow and kind of recover the other side. So I think boundaries, you're so spot on with that. Just even a case of what's the space I need in my life without boundaries in terms of having that break? What do we, what, from a people point of view, who does what and how do they interact? The tasks and um, even just thinking about how you manage your time as well with those boundaries. Yeah. 
I think, and that's really important to make make them clear. I was doing a workshop this afternoon and it was like, as people are starting to come back in, it was like, how do you reset them? Because it will be different, as you said. And so it's enabling them to think about, let's reset those boundaries. And also thinking about, you know, that resourcefulness, you know, what have they got that's going to help them, um, that's going to help them in that moment so that they can get the best out of it and be resourceful as well. Yeah. I mean, certainly what I think can help aid resourcefulness is that if if we become too fixed on a one single outcome, then, it, you know, you've only got emotion to go back on if it doesn't go that way. So, for example, the session I was running this week, I had not got no idea what it was going to be like going out in a physical environment again. But had I only planned for it to go perfectly... And potentially that impacts my resourcefulness. So I've found the, you know, the negotiation content that people have liked over the years, thinking of your gold outcome, your silver outcome and your bronze outcome. So gold is, it's amazing. And we all have this fantastic, you know, time together. Silver is people have enjoyed it and the feedback has been positive and bronze is they stayed in the room. (laughs) (laughs) Result. (laughs) No one left. Absolutely. So as you're sort of, you know, recounting the day, thinking, well, at least got bronze, they all stayed in the room and actually as it happened because the pressure was off in my mind for it to be perfect we did have a gold outcome but that helped me stay resourceful in that moment and I think maybe for anyone listening to this if you've got an event coming up that is a comfort zone stretch what's your bronze and silver and gold outcome to help keep you resourceful um so you're able to give yourself a break in terms of um your your perception about it leading up to it yeah I think you're right and that's that's that bit where you um empower yourself don't you you give you say give yourself that permission again to and then have that empowerment within you to create the boundary you want be able to be resourceful around it and just enabling yourself to to do the right thing in that moment I think so I know empowerment and empower gets banded around quite a lot but I think it's really important that you know people do give themselves permission to do what's the right thing for them yeah. And in your experience as a coach, Debs, what are some of those typical obstacles to people empowering themselves to take a break? What are some of the things that you typically hear people saying to you when they're kind of challenging back about having a break, for example? Mm. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, there's quite a few different things that come out, actually, Law. Some of them are, I haven't got time. Yeah, if I don't have the time, if I don't finish this job, then it won't get done. And then I'll be seen as that somebody that's not able to deliver. Um, So there's loads of mind talk going on. The inner critic is coming out in some people. I think there's also um, that bit that says, am I allowed to? So, you know, can I give myself permission to do what I need to do? So this is this seeking um, permission from somebody, you know, from somebody else sometimes and validating their existence that they can take permission to do it. And I think that's the that's the other thing that's been quite interesting is, you know, I say, well, go on then do it. And they go, what do you mean? I said, how much do you want it? And they go, well, I want it a lot. I said, well, go on then. What's stopping you? And it comes back to that bit that they go, oh, all right then. And it's like, okay, we've like forgotten to some extent that we're in control of us and it's our choice. And I think that's what's really important. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So they've, um, so we've got um, empowerment. Oh, I'm, I'm, it's almost like there's a word being spelt here, Deb. Oh, oh, they could be. Good, good at an acronym. <laughs> um, and I think maybe as part of that break is then, as you're saying, maybe about adjusting. So adjusting not only your self-perception, but actually very physically 
the perception of um, adjusting time. So if this was an airport, you would be converting from winter operation to summer operation in light of the fact that the time zone has shifted and then that's opened up sort of different hours of daylight within the within the um you know within the day. So so thinking back to this time last year, what were some of those well-being tips and tricks that you might have instilled which kind of went by the wayside mid-November. <laughs> And then suddenly it's now safe to, you know, with daylight, et cetera, to go out and the roads aren't icy and actually the situation has changed a bit. But sometimes there always needs to be a formal time of adjustment to adjust from one zone to another. And of course, Easter is a perfect time to do that because that is that's typically a time of reset anyway from one season to the other. Yeah, definitely. And I think that bit about updating your routine is is also something within that that will help you adjust it. You know, and I think you always talk about, you know, because if you're constantly, if you think about the car and you're constantly idling, you know, that's not good for the car, right? So you always talk about that. So, you know, would you let the car run on empty? Of course you wouldn't. So why would you not do that for yourself? You know, why would you run on empty? So, creating that new routine or something that's going to enable you to you know to to be your best self I think is really important as well so you do move into a summer operation um, and make the most of the daylight and maybe shift your routine up a little bit so that you can get out and do what you need to do that's going to help you feel you know happier and healthier and everything else Oh, yeah, love it. Okay, so maybe have a think about what is one adjustment, however tiny, that would be symbolic to you of a seasonal shift, which is part of giving yourself a break. So with that kind of adjustment. So we've got boundaries, resourcefulness, empowerment, adjustment. If there were a K, Debs, that for you would be something that someone could take on board when thinking about having a break and the power of a purposeful pause, what would that K stand for? Well, it's just got to start with knowledge, hasn't it? That's the thing. What do you know about yourself now that you can actually put into practice? So, you know, what have you learned about yourself? What's what's the knowledge that you've got? You know yourself better than anybody else. So that's knowledge. And so what do you do with that? You know, how do you make sure that you use that to your advantage? Um, And I think, yeah, that's what it is. For me, it's knowledge is that last bit. Love it. Because I think, um, as I've sort of uh, found quite liberating through all of this time, the benefit of unprecedented times is you get to set some new precedents. But when you stop and pause, it's then realising, well, what were some of those precedents that were first set in as a sticking plaster as a workaround, the uh, X amount of months on has actually become a permanent groove. So, um, and what are now might be a perfect opportunity to just pause and reflect and think with that, with that pause, so slow down, how can I then rev up to go faster and easier and smoother? Because some of those emergency crisis solutions that were put in place actually might just be the masking tape that is not going to sustain <laughs> the next year <laughs> That's ahead. Because the novelty is worn off, the adrenaline is calm down and just like if we were a crisis management team you would stand down to then recognize the shift in 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 mindset so I think you're spot on with that a bit about knowing yourself and it's just catching yourself not only grabbing the good but also challenging are there any precedents that have been accidentally unintentionally laid down that without a bit of attention could become permanence which might not be good might not be the ones that you want 
Mm. And I think it goes back to that bit that says, you know, how do you take that break? You know, how do you consciously give yourself that time? So not guiltily, but just empower yourself to take that time for you. Not feel guilty about it. It's like, how many of us are actually putting on our out of office? You know, when we were, you know, two years ago, 18 months, 13 months ago, out of office would be normal if you were taking a break. But how many of you are actually doing that now? And I think, you know, why would you not put your out of office on? So you are so you're seen to be on holiday or a break and you close it all down with that. Oh, my God. I hadn't even thought about doing that. Wow. Wow. Thank you. That's the first thing I'm going to do immediately after this then is put an out of office out. It's actually as much as a message for yourself isn't it? As it is for what you're projecting out there as Mm. well. Gosh, you're so right. Because we're not machines. We're humans. And part of that is to have a break from the machine of life, which will still be there. (laughs) It will still be (laughs) ticking over and there'll still be lots of things to go back to. So how might we slow down to go faster? Um, So if there were a challenge, Debs, what challenge would you set for us to be able to take a break Oh, that's a good one. So I, my challenge would be to think about um, what will be your adjustment uh, in order for you to book in that break with yourself. Uh, and I would definitely put your out of office on uh, and give yourself permission, I think, that's going to give you that chance to do what you want to do. That's going to, um, if you like, grab the good, as you know, as my client said earlier today, so that you can live a great life in these next couple of days, next month, next year. But you have to give yourself permission to do that. And to slow down to go faster is the thing that I would have as my little mantra. Oh, I love that. If you were a professional athlete, you'd be expected to take a break. It is a sign of success. Love it. Okay, so here's my call to action. Think of someone else in your life who you think could really do with the message that we've been talking about on this episode. Share the secret. Let us know how it goes. And Debs, you you mentioned adjust and adapt. I'm so looking forward to the interview you're going to have with a dear friend of ours, Lex, who's going to share her wisdoms and experiences, I know, in a very practical way from her experiences of running a team in the care industry this year. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I am as well. And it would just be a great way to sort of start our next week as well from that. But in the meantime, Law, you have a good break as well. Oh, you too, Debs. Have a fab break. Love you. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email on secretsfromacoach at aol.com or follow us on Instagram at secretsfromacoach.